Hello, welcome back to the Grace Field Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and I am so excited to bring you this week's episode. It's literally just a conversation with me and one of my girlfriends who, as we were talking, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to bring this conversation and this encouragement to my listeners. I loved it so much. I really do hope that it encourages you. Well, I don't hope. I know that it will encourage you. I mean, I I sat here in this conversation, I had tears and and I laughed and it just really sent me through all the emotions. Just this idea of what happens when we are praying for the thing that we know is God's will and then the thing doesn't happen the way we think it's going to happen and we just feel like God, but you're you promised, like you promised that if we pray for something within your will, it's going to happen. Like, how do we wrestle with that, right? What What does that mean? How do we really not lose our faith in that? And how do we walk through that practically on a daily basis? I know this is going to touch and inspire so many people, no matter what season you're in in life. And so I highly recommend you take the time to listen and save it and share it. You will not be disappointed. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty, struggling to connect with your husband? Maybe you're telling yourself you're just sticking it out for the kids and what really keeps you in the marriage is God. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you reconnect in marriage and feel cherished again. Hey, I'm Beatrice, a Jesus-loving wife and mom. I've been married for 15 years, but for the past 10, I've actually had the affectionate and connected marriage I've always dreamed of. What happened the first five years? Well, I was busy telling my husband all the things he was doing wrong, like how he needed Jesus and he needed to make me happy. We tried marriage counseling, small groups, all the things we were told that would make our marriage better nothing worked and we separated. How did I turn it around? Well, that's what you'll learn in this podcast. Proven skills to communicate better, create more intimacy, and be a grace-fueled wife. So if you're ready to finally communicate effectively with your husband so you can stop fighting and be on the same team again, this podcast is for you. Now grab that journal and let's jump right in. So just recently, I saw a post in a group for entrepreneurs, and she said, what advice would you give to a Christian woman looking to reignite her marriage? And obviously, I wanted to be like, me, hello, me, you want to listen to my podcast? And I started to read through the comments, and some of them were really amazing in terms of just practical, everyday women, like what they're advice was, right? You know, go on date nights, really connect with each other. A couple of people said the love dare or they named, you know, maybe a book or a podcast or something that was really helpful to them. And I thought, oh, wow, all of these are really great suggestions. Should I even chime in here? And one of the things I felt like was missing from the conversation, one of the things I felt like I wanted to say uh, to this person was the idea that without safety in our marriage, 
we cannot build intimacy. And it is so true because that's like, that's what this vulnerability, right? Without that vulnerability and that safety, that's really what brings connection into the marriage. So if you're looking to reignite your marriage, it means that something has gone out, maybe some sort of spark or some sort of connection and safety, I find is truly, truly the key to rekindling that intimacy. So obviously, I gave her that little tidbit of info, but then I thought about it and I realized, you know what, guys, the Grace Fuels Marriage Method is really helpful in that as well. It is not just helpful for the woman who is on the brink of separation or divorce, but especially for a woman who is looking just to reignite, right? Just for the woman who is looking to spark that connection once again. You should not wait until your marriage is in a place of emergency before you do something that is really going to take your marriage and your relationship to the next level, right? We're not going to go on a marriage retreat if we're on the brink of separation and divorce, because at that point, it might even be too late for things to work. So we're not going to go and take those huge steps. And oftentimes, we wait so long to do that. So I'm just here to tell you, don't wait. If your marriage is even remotely feeling disconnected, or you feel like it's missing a little something, and you just want to re-spark that, then you should be getting yourself into a community of women who are going to really help you nourish and provide oxygen to that fire that really burns in your marriage. So you know the drill. Go check out gracefieldmarriagemethod.com. That's gracefieldmarriagemethod.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. And today I have a very special friend on the show, literally just one of my girlfriends. And we were chatting about this conversation and I don't normally do this, but it was such a good conversation that I was like, girl, can we just record this for the podcast? And she was like, uh, yeah. Uh, so I am inviting my friend friend Jesse. Thank you, Jesse, so much for meeting me on the show and agreeing to be on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This is actually really exciting um, because I feel like there's so many things like this conversation and other conversations that we've had too and I've had with other friends that I'm like, ah, if I'm feeling this way and if they're feeling this way, it has to be a, on a bigger scale, you know, so I'm really, I'm thankful for this opportunity to be able to share what we were talking about with yeah, it. So. Absolutely. So um, I was just watching one of Jesse's Instagram stories and she has the like funniest Instagram stories. I love to watch them. And I was watching her Instagram story and she was talking about the feeling that we get when we pray for a thing and we pray and we pray and we pray for this thing and it either A, doesn't happen or doesn't happen the way we thought it was going to happen. And she just had such beautiful insight around it. And I'm sure you're going to love her. I think it's, um, it is not, I think it is. It's, it's why I really felt connected to her as a friend, because she has uh, really the most um, beautiful insight, even to scripture. And I'm just like, I just want to sit here and listen. <laughs> like she's really <laughs> awesome in that way. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to bring this to the show. So Jesse, if you could just share, like what was going through your mind? Like, what were you talking about? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate that. I feel like such a failure when it comes to scripture and prayer and my relationship with the Lord. Um, that it, that it means a lot that that actually like I'm growing. Um, so a little background for the listener. Um, we met, uh, was it last summer? Me and you met? Yeah, um, yeah like I think last- it might've been last summer. Yeah. 2022 and um we met on social media um I reached out to her and um I think I found your I don't know if I found your podcast mm-hmm. uh, I don't remember the exact details I think I found your podcast because I was uh going through a divorce and I was trying desperately to save my marriage and I was just trying to do everything that I possibly could to like okay where what else can I change? Who else can relate to this? And what have they done to help their own marriages? And so I found uh, Beatriz and I I connected like her story. It was so similar to the beginning of my story. So anyway, we connected that way. And uh, we've been friends ever since. And it's been a beautiful friendship. And I love it. Um, It's one of those friendships that like we connect and like on a real deep level. And then like, we may not talk for months, but then we come back together. Like, it's just like, oh, hey, girlfriend, how you Mm -hmm. doing? (laughs) Um, And so the conversation that we were having about praying and the thing not happening, going a little bit deeper in that, and I apologize for my growly morning voice, but going a little bit deeper than that, I was talking about when you pray for something that you believe to be God's will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and, and of course, God's will was for my husband and me to be together. Like that was his will. However, man also has a free will. And when man doesn't do the thing that, you know, makes God's will happen, things happen and God has to then come in. And that's when you hear the God story of him making something beautiful out of something broken. And uh, my husband and I are not together. We did end up getting divorced um, and it was actually finalized. It'll be a year on December 29th, which is crazy. My brain is like, you know, how did that, like, where, where did that year go? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, what I was talking about the other day, I was sitting there and I just, I've been in a season spiritually where I feel like I'm starting over. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I'm starting over, but I'm on another level. Like I went through everything that I went through the last two years and I learned a lot and I grew a lot and my relationship with the Lord really developed, honestly. And now I feel like, okay, I've, I've, I figured a lot of stuff out, but they're still in figuring a lot out spiritually and in my walk with God, I've realized how much more there is to figure out, to go through. And so that's kind of where I find myself right now. And so in my story, I was talking about how, what do you do um, when you're praying for something? I was, and I'll just, uh, my example, so it's, you know, relevant and I can, I don't have to like try and explain. Um, when I was praying for my marriage to be fixed, to be healed, to be redeemed, and it didn't happen, even though I knew it was God's will and the deadline has passed. <laughs> okay. So, it wasn't my will. I was praying for what I believed to be God's plan. Mm-hmm. So when that didn't happen, then you have to stop and like reevaluate. Yep. Now I'm now I'm on this 
I feel like I last the last two years I have learned to pray, to get in the habit of praying, to yeah. get in the habit of doing it, and then in that habit, understanding God a little better yeah. and hearing hearing Him, recognizing His voice, mm-hmm. and being weeded out of all the noise of the world and the distractions and the devil and everything He's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm I'm where I'm at now on the next level, but starting over is I'm learning how to pray. Mm. So for example, right now, I don't know what's next, right? right? Like when, when the deadline is passed and what you thought should happen or was supposed to happen did not happen. And yes. it's clear, like, that's not, that's not what's happening right now. And you're just like, whoa, okay, well, I wasn't, I didn't p- pray for plan B. I wasn't banking on a contingency plan. So what now? Yeah. And you're floundering and you're lost. And you're praying and it just feels like, am I just talking to myself? Like, am I just, is this just in my own head? You can find encouragement. I found encouragement the other night. I was outside. It was just breathtaking. The the stars, the stars were just, they were breathtaking. Um, And I was in Iowa in the middle of nowhere. And so there's no light. It was just the stars. And the Bible talks about how God not only did he create the stars and what I love about that, about the creation story, when God created the stars, it's like an afterthought, mm-hmm. mm. mind blowing, beautiful explosion of God's creation that people have been using for since the beginning of time to navigate and, you know, figure out life. Mm-hmm. God just like, Oh, and he created the stars also like, Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll just, yeah. there. Don't do that too. <laughs> And I just, that's just amazing to me, but I was like the glitter, the glitter on the Christmas tree, like (laughs) like, sparkles, here you go. Like, you're welcome. We're all like, oh, I I forgot about those. Yeah. But in the, in Psalm, it talks about how he names them. Every Mm. star is named. I took a picture of the stars and you could see them and there were, I mean, I don't know if in the photo itself, if there were hundreds or thousands or millions, honestly, I don't, but I couldn't have sat there if I had a week and counted every single one. I couldn't have counted them in that little tiny baby Instagram photo Mm -hmm. them and God names all of them. Mm -hmm. Me, that was so encouraging in that moment, because it was a reminder from the Lord. If I have named the stars. If I have numbered the hairs on your head, not counted them, but numbered them, like this is number 842, <laughs> but he numbered them. He's so detailed and mm-hmm. intricate and specific. And if he's doing that, if he's got that much thought for, for an inanimate object, how mm-hmm. much more? And it's, it makes me emotional because yeah. when you sit there and think about how much the creator the creator of the ends of the earth loves you. How can you not realize that he has a plan and everything's going to be okay? Yeah. Because he has a plan. Um, in Psalm 137, I think it's verses 14, 13, 14, 15 in that area. Mm-hmm. It talks about how he think, how much he thinks about us. And his thoughts of us are more in number than the sand. Mm. And a few months back, I was with my sister and I was talking to my brother on our podcast about this. 
um, or up and uh, up and coming podcast um, about whoa, this. Whoa, and pause. You have an up and coming podcast? Yes, I do. Okay, we're gonna talk about that later. Continue. We're gonna talk yeah. about that later. Check. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was with my sister. We were at a little baby beach in Michigan City, just having a girl's day. And I was laying there in the in the sand, and I went to kind of sit up and you know just stretch. And here on the beach, you're just relaxing. And I was laying there like on on my arms like this, you know, down. And I looked at my arm mm. and just saw the sand on my arm, just on my arm. Yes. I couldn't have counted the grains of sand. And when I looked at that, the Lord brought that verse to remembrance because I was still in that that season of struggle of like, Lord, what's your plan for me? And he just reminded me, like, I think about you. I think about you, Jess. And and then I sat up and I looked. And just on that little area, it wasn't this huge, you know, like just that little area. It, it, it just blew my mind and I started crying on the beach. I cry a lot, but I started <laughs> crying on the beach yeah. because I haven't had that. We haven't, we haven't had that many thoughts, like thoughts, period. Right, like it right. Has, oh, we don't think that much in our entire lives. We wouldn't have that many thoughts, but God thinks about each and every one of us that more than that, more than number of sand in the entire world. Mm-hmm. Like you think about the Sahara desert, you think about the Mojave yeah. desert, you think about the beaches, the sand in the ocean. And it just blows my mind. And so that was where that thought process came from. When I looked at the stars, the Lord brought that to me. And I just, I was so encouraged by that. Um, There's a passage of scripture. um, I want to say it's in second Kings where David, um, they came back from battle and the enemy had taken all of their, their wives and their kids and all their stuff and they took everything and they came back and his men david's men were like oh you took us to battle and now we've lost everything and david had to encourage himself in the lord mm-hmm. and after that he prayed and he got a hold of god and god restored everything they didn't lose anything they got everything back and so there's so many times where i had to stop and encourage myself in the lord and i I wanted to, on the Instagram story, I wanted to like, just kind of put that out there. So somebody else that was going through something and was having a hard time, if they were discouraged by praying for what they believed to be God's plan and it didn't happen, not it's not happening. Yeah. Um, Because if you're, if you're praying and the, and the deadline's not up, you keep praying. Right. You, You don't change direction unless God tells you to. And you get a hold of God so you understand his voice. But when you are in the thing, don't ever stop praying. Just because my story didn't end up the way I thought it was supposed to doesn't mean yours won't. Right. And it doesn't mean that you're not supposed to stop praying either because yours might not end up the way you think it's going to. That's right. the whole point. Like, God's not a genie in a bottle. Right. Just He's not Santa Claus. Just because we do what we're supposed to do doesn't mean he's going to grant every wish that you have on your Christmas list. We're doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're following the Lord. We're spending time with him. We're, we're seeking him. Mm-hmm. God is a Hebrews 11, 6. He is a rewarder of those, mm-hmm. not lesser blessings come when you wake up in the morning and you know, you didn't die in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Your, your blessing is that you have a roof over your head. You have clothes on your back. You have food, you have coffee, you have your dog, you have, mm-hmm. you know, lights are on. You have friends to talk to about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Those, Excuse me, those are blessings. 
but the reward comes from after you have you have done the work you have been diligent you have been faithful and the bible says that in 11, hebrews 11 6 that when we diligently which means on purpose when you seek him he is a rewarder of those and so if you're praying for the thing and the deadline has passed and you're finding yourself very lost don't get frustrated with god it's easy to because it's like why couldn't you just tell me why couldn't you have just told me like hey you don't have to pray for that because i'm not going to do it i'm going to do this instead <laughs> or why couldn't you just do that well that obviously like as much as we want that to happen when you look at it like your faith doesn't grow that way you can't trust god that way you can't help others like there's yeah. a there's a myriad of things that come from having to go through those trials and tribulations. So just be encouraged. Be mm -hmm. encouraged by God's creation. If you pick up a leaf and you look at it, the detail in a maple leaf, the vines and the spines and the veins and the everything, like it's just so insanely intricate. Mm -hmm. That's an inanimate object. It's in the end, like who cares about a leaf? Well, then, how much more does God care about us? Yeah. And if He does, then what kind of plan do you think He has for you? So I was just that was the thought, like, and I was just yeah. so encouraged by that. And then honestly, it gave me like the boost that I needed to like just keep going another keep day, God yeah, and refresh. It really refreshed my relationship with the Lord because yeah. it just felt it felt kind of stagnant for a while. Like I was yeah. doing. Reading my Bible, I was praying, I was having, you know, journaling and all that, but it just, it felt like it was hitting the ceiling and it wasn't mm -hmm. really going there and nothing was happening around me. You know, what's coming up for me too, as you're, as you're speaking, you're probably going to remember this. Uh, I remember this is like, while you were in the thick of it, you mm -hmm. sent me this voice message that just had me like undone in tears and I had to listen to it over like 18,000 times it was like eight minutes long uh, right and like yeah. so I will I'm gonna like recap this for the listener but you talked about um the story of David and the story of like whether it's fight and surrender and since then, by the way, I have used a couple of these analogies and these stories that you have given me, and they're literally in my course because I'm like, this was so good. Like, I got to teach this to the girls. And we just like, can we just pause for a second? And I have to let the audience know, like, yeah, you reached out to me when you were in the midst of this thing. But when Jesse and I started talking, I felt like, and this is why we became friends and not like a client relationship, is that... And when we talked, I was like, girl, you are there. I can't even, there's not a thing I can teach you about making your marriage better or, you know, how you can do that. It was like, I felt like there was, I was learning from you. Like, I just felt like, no, I think God just brought us together to be friends. And, and that's how we just became friends because you were, I mean, every, there was just so much wisdom coming from you even in your deepest, darkest place. And it just, it touched me in such a profound way. And I knew it was like, you're in my life for a reason. Like there, we're like, gotta collaborate or talk or this or that. And so it was so beautiful. So when you would like call me and be like, oh my God, this thing is going on. I'm like, okay, girl, I got you. Like we're going to pray, whatever. 
but this was like something really special about you. And so this voicemail that you left me talking about the story, and I'll let you tell the story because you're going to tell it better than me, talking about the story of David and how it was the same fight, the same enemy. And one time he had to fight and one time he had to surrender. And that's what I'm hearing from you is that this is the sort of surrender. So if you don't mind, like recapping that for Absolutely. them, so beautiful. And thank you for bringing that back to my remembrance because in the past two years, in my my renewal of my walk with God and getting a relationship, learning what it is to be Christ centered, you know, in every part of your life, um, I get like the Lord would bring something to me, mm-hmm. and I on that, and it would be so deeply relevant for like three months. And then as I grow, as I change, as the circumstances change or whatever, then he brings something else. And so like, thank you for bringing that back to my remembrance. Cause I remember it like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was talking to my dad actually. And he just brought up just one tidbit of that battle. Um, and I mean, it could be anywhere between first Kings and second Chronicles. It's in that somewhere section there. And I my Bible, I'd be able to turn right to it uh, by like muscle memory. I think it's second Kings. And David and his men were fighting and they were in this valley and they were fighting the Philistines and the first battle, when they went, David sought the Lord. This is key. David sought the Lord and the Lord said, fight. He said, okay, cool. So he went and he fought and they won. And I'm obviously, you know, this is the original Greek I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Uh, And so they went and they fought and they won. And then the Philistines came back, same valley, the exact same place exact same enemy he had the same amount of people they were fighting for the same thing like nothing had changed right it's just like you win the battle and then oh here it comes again like if you relate to this you're winning this battle over whatever it is you're praying for whatever it is you're going through you're we win the battle and here it comes again and i felt like that a lot in my divorce last year i would win a battle and i mean spiritually not against my husband but like spiritually Mm -hmm. i'd win this battle and then there it would come again and I'm just like oh I thought we were past this like I just did this so David went back and his men they went back to the valley Philistines were there and this time David sought the Lord again mm-hmm. now again I say that's key because like in Hebrews 11 6 in our minds we face the same battle same enemy same valley everything looks the same we think we know best. Oh, well, God told me to fight before. So of course he'll tell me to fight again. I don't need to talk to the Lord about it. I know what to do. Mm-hmm. Always, 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 always seek the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, with everything, with everything, seek the Lord, get in the habit of seeking the Lord with what you have to wear on a Sunday. Like, Lord, this <laughs> is your day. I've done that before where I, cause I get so in my head, um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I know myself and I'll start to panic and then I'll get frustrated and irritated. I don't want to be like that on a Sunday. So there have been times where I know how I'm going to get, I will seek the Lord and be like, Lord, this is your day. What, what do you want me to wear this dress or this dress? Which one would best honor you? Which one is going to cause the least amount of frustration? And then I'll just be like, okay, this one. And the Lord gives me peace and that's the dress. And I feel wonderful. And the Lord, everything's great. Get in the habit of seeking the Lord because David sought the Lord again. You know what the Lord told him to do? Don't fight. Don't do it. I'm going to get the victory for you. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to give you the victory. I'm going to get the victory for you. Now, here's what I want you to do. I want you to sneak around go behind. I want you to go behind them. When you see the wind coming through the mulberry trees, 
Then you go in and I'm going to defeat the enemy. Right. And that's exactly what he did. And so the second time when David sought the Lord facing the same battle, he laid down this sword of, of fight. He laid down that sword and he picked up a different sword. And this sword was the sword of surrender. Yeah. And it's amazing because the sword of surrender is pointing towards you. And so every time you bend down to pick up that other sword, you poke yourself with like a reminder, like, hey, no, surrender, 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 surrender. And that was so, that's, that's honestly where I'm at right now. I fought for two years for my marriage, for what I believe God wanted me to do. And for the last probably six months, um, really more than that, but, but really six months I have been, I have been holding the sword of surrender. And the, and what's amazing about that story of David is that the second time they, they may have, um, just by sheer might and the way that they were and by that, you know, they're amped up because they fought the other battle mm-hmm. and they won, may have very well been able to defeat the Philistines again, if they had fought them, that might have happened. God may have let that happen. He may have been like, fine, do whatever you want to like, good luck. And they may have won, but they would have lost more men. There would have been more destruction. They would have been so much more tired. And this time God was like, no, you rest. You go hide. I'll take care of this. And it just, it, it was just so amazing. Like in that moment, that clarity. And when you think about it too, I know that we have a hard time. It's hard to trust God. I'm just going to be honest. It's hard to trust God. I don't see God. God isn't coming and sitting physically at my kitchen table and looking at me and saying, here, read this part of the Bible and then tell me what you think about that. And I'll tell you if you're right. Like he's not doing that. Right. He speaks to you in different ways. He speaks to everybody in their own way. You have to really be focused and concentrated and, and weed out all the distractions. I mean, it is hard to have a real relationship with the Lord. It's simple, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. And when you do, though, he does make himself known to you, just like he did with Moses. He made his acts known as children of children of Israel, and he made his ways known unto Moses, because Moses was close to God. And when you are close to God, and you lay down that sword of fight, and you pick up that sword of surrender, like uh, in Jeremiah and Isaiah, it talks about the potter and the clay. And I'm reading a story. I'm reading a book right now that I'll recommend called Off Script. Um, It's by a man named Terry Schmidt, S-C-H-M-I-D-T, Terry Schmidt. He wrote it while he had cancer. Like he found out he had cancer and started writing this book, which is amazing because he didn't wait for the ending of his cancer to write this book. He was writing it in the midst of his trial. And it's called Off Script. And it's what to do when God rewrites your story. Ugh. And I was just reading it yesterday and a part of it talks about the potter and the clay and how in those passages, it talks about like the the potter or the clay doesn't talk to the potter and say, oh, you're doing this wrong. Oh, that's not, that doesn't seem good. Can you not do that anymore? Like it, it, you know, we say that, but it just sits there and it's soft and it's pliable and it allows the potter to do what the potter does best. And there's so many times where, like, I have a cup right now that was literally handmade. Handmade, yeah. 
a, a friend of mine gave that to me. And um, every time I look at it, I think about that. If this cup breaks and I was a potter and it meant so much to me and it has a purpose and I don't want to just throw it away. It has meaning and purpose and, and depth. And there's, I have, a, I have a plan for this, this cup. If I'm a potter, I'm going to take the pieces of this cup that are strong, that can be reused, that can be remolded, and I'm going to remake the cup. I might make it into a different shape. I might make it into a gravy bowl instead. I might make it into, a, a, you know, a bigger cup or a smaller cup or a different, you know, maybe the handle's a little thicker or stronger or something, whatever. I'm going to remake it, but I'm going to use the pieces that are good. And you know what the cup is going to do? It's going to sit there and it's going to let me remake it. Mm. And when it's done, it's not going to complain. It's not going to say, well, I like the way I was before. It's just going to be what it is. Yeah. And if we would just be this inanimate object and just sit there on the potter's wheel, as much as it hurts, as much as it's painful to watch parts of you be removed, if we would just sit there and just let him do what he does best, he created me in the first place. He knows me better than I know myself. I don't know much about the body. I know we have like, you know, 206 bones and that's about it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I know the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. God knows how many atoms, how many molecules are holding me together. Yeah. He knows, I mean, so let yourself sit there for a little while, undistracted, phone off, TV off, by yourself, in your car, in a parking lot if you have to, and just think about it. And I mean, get deep, because when you do, you can really allow the Lord to come in and sit with you and and say, I have a plan for your life. You matter. You mean something. I created you for a purpose. And just let him do what he does. Like that, there's that between the potter reading that and then the stars and mm-hmm. and you know, reminding about the, the story yeah. of surrender. Honestly, if we would just hands off our lives, yeah. just Lord, whatever you want to do. And I'll give one more example. Like just to really lock it in. <laughs> <laughs> if they aren't About sure how, already. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just in case you're still wondering. Yeah. Um, there is a book called The Circle uh, Circle Maker. Oh, that's a good one. Love that one. Circle Maker. Mm-hmm. And in the book, he gives an example of how far removed, you know, when the Bible says like my thoughts are higher than yours my ways are higher than yours my thoughts are above yours he gives an example of how far exactly that is in the book and it's like 15.5 billion light years you know removed like our thoughts from God's are like 15 and a half billion light years removed when I first um when I first read that I don't know how far a billion light years is I don't, I don't know how far a light year is. How far is that exactly? <laughs> like, you know, I, I like to know things. So I Googled it and I did the math and I'm sitting there. It took me about, you know, five, you five minutes to do all the math and figure it out or whatever, whatever. And I have it in my phone. Um, but it, it literally is like nine ninety five you know, sextillion, 955 quintillion 482 quadrillion miles miles 
<laughs> removed yeah. from our and when I when I realized that I think I sat there for a solid 10 minutes in silence just processing <laughs> it was just like okay you know what you can do whatever you want you can do whatever you want like clearly clearly we are not like that just it just blew my mind because you know oh god sees things you don't see oh god knows things you don't know oh it, but at the same time though when you realize how far removed though wow you can really sit there hands off and just let god hold you and do what he's going to do and it's it's encouraging and it's comforting and it gives you peace and rest you're in this battle and all you're thinking is I just want to rest yeah. and rest yeah why are you fighting so hard just rest and it, it honestly like God it has a way of reminding us how close he is to us but also how big he is. And those two things should be able to encourage a person that's trying to seek him and trying to win the battle and trying to go forward for the Lord, even if it doesn't come out the way you thought it was going to. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No, we're not going to bow down. No, we're not going to do what you say, King, because it's not what the Lord wants us to do. It's not pleasing to the Lord. We ain't going to do it. And God's going to protect us and he's going to take care of us. And he's going to save us from this fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're still going to serve the Lord. We Hmm. will not turn our back on the one who created us. And that's all there is to it. And they got thrown in the furnace and lo and behold, Jesus Christ, the son of God came down Mm -hmm. and, that's there's so many times where and just in the spirit of transparency um in february of 2022 almost two years ago i can't believe it's been that long when i found out my husband wanted a divorce everything in my world just exploded Mm. um and i remember having a conversation with god at three o'clock in the morning and i sat there on my couch in the dark by myself sobbing crying sick to my stomach um And I had a conversation with the Lord, and here's how it went. Lord, I want to trust you. I have a plan. I have a whole plan. (laughs) I feel like it's it's a good plan. Um, However, I want to trust you. But I don't know you well enough to trust you. And and let me interrupt myself by saying, uh, this is coming from someone who grew up in church. My dad was a pastor, folks. Yeah. My brother is now the pastor of that church. My other brother is going to be on deputation to be a missionary to Jamaica. All of my siblings serve in ministry. I have never in my life known a day without God. And I wasn't one of those people who got out of school and then went off the rails on a crazy train. No, I've always been in church. I have always served the Lord. I have been in music ministry, in youth ministry, like camps all the things so this is coming from somebody and yet still and yet and still yeah. and still i did not have i was ministry centered i was church centered i was self-centered i was not christ centered and 
I sat there and I said, Lord, I want to trust you, but I don't know you well enough to just hand over my life and my family. So I'm going to, and I'm going to get to know you, but I'm going to just trust you right now. And I need you to not screw this up for me. Oh. When you say that to God Almighty, mm-hmm. it, the Lord, and I felt honestly for the first time in years, years, I felt the Lord's presence and I felt like he was just like, you're making a good decision. And, you know, I told the Lord the other day after the stars incident and everything, when I kind of realized where I was at, I, in my journal, I wrote like, I trusted you with my family. I gave my husband to you. I gave my son to you. I gave my family, my house, my life, my reputation, my ministry. I gave everything to you. And it's all been removed from my life. I get my son 50% of the time. And you know what, Lord? Because you named the stars. Because you think of me more than there is sand, I will continue to trust you with my life. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to it. And I'm just going to keep trusting him. I don't care what the circumstances look like. Yeah. The devil tries to use the truth because the lie, there's no lie. Yeah. There's no lie here. The devil tries to use the truth to deceive us. The devil will rarely lie to you. He didn't lie to Eve. He didn't. He doesn't lie. He just. It just do- yeah, we're distorted. Yeah, yeah. He, he twists things. Twists it. Mm-hmm. Counterfeiter. Mm-hmm. And he tries to use your circumstances, what you can see, as fact. This is it. It's all there is. That's not true. There's so much more. God has so much more behind the scenes, and you just need to weed through that. Stop looking at your circumstances and look behind that and see how God moves. And there's going to be days where you're going to have to go out on the skinniest of limbs, hanging over the thinnest of ice (laughs) Mm -hmm. to be grateful, to be thankful for the Lord, for things that you are like, I'm so tired of looking at the silver lining. I just just want the thing to be what it is. I just want the blessing to be what it is. I don't want to look at the silver lining anymore. I don't want to have to make the best of a bad situation. I get it. I get it. I'm still there. I still have to, on almost a daily basis, have to look at for the silver lining. But there always is one because God's still working. He's not done. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. But when uh. you trust him, you can have that rest. You can lay down that sword. You can pick up that sword of surrender and go take a nap. You, <laughs> you see trust- Uh, (laughs) Jesse, you are a gift and I am so happy that I'm able to share the gift that is you with my audience today. And I I, like I normally if I do an interview, normally it might take me a couple of weeks to post it. But I think I'm going to post this like before Christmas because it's just like. I just I'm hearing you and I, I don't even know how many times I'm tearing up as you're speaking and like. This is, this is why we're friends. Cause I just sit here and I'm like, yeah, you're such an encouragement to me personally. And I, you know, it's like our situations are so different, but like 
what you're saying, the words and, and the wisdom and the truth that you're giving um, applies yeah. to any situation. It, it literally applies to anything that you might be praying for and haven't gotten or haven't gotten yeah. yet. Or, you know, there's a, a diagnosis or this or that, or you lose a family member or you lose a, a career. And like, we don't understand we don't know, you know, we are sitting there like, God, you were supposed to help me. You were supposed, what are you talking about? You know? And um, so it's just so beautiful to like, listen to someone who's in the thick of it guys. And I think the beautiful perspective that Jesse has on life is the same perspective that you have had. I've seen you have had the entire time through this this situation going on with your husband which is why I was like girl I can't even don't I'll take your money because there's nothing I can tell <laughs> like what more could you like there's nothing I can give you that any more wisdom that I could give you that God wasn't already giving you mm -hmm. and it was just as painful as it was for you all I could do as a friend was just to be there and listen and just sometimes just let you word vomit and send eight minute long messages because that's what you needed to do. Yeah. And it's just, I, I just, that's what I want for the listener, right? Most, most of my girls, they, they might be in a place where they have things we got to work through. There's maybe some, uh, so a little bit of like emotional unhealth there. We got to kind of work through that. Mm -hmm. But for me, you are what I see as, the woman who's graduated past all of that mm. and who is just in that place of, all right, Lord, just use me. And I'm just going to go from there. And I think that's sometimes the only thing we can be. And it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. And it doesn't mean we're going to get what we want, but it does mean that we're going to be taken care of. Definitely. And we're going to be provided for and that mm. all those things are going to happen. Mm -mm -mm. I told you guys this episode was going to bless you. I pray it blessed you the way it blessed me. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And I will see you all next week or actually next year at this point. Oh my goodness. This is our last episode of 2023. We made it y'all. I love it. I love you guys. I'll see you next year. Hey love, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you found any value in it, any teaching, any transformation, I encourage you to share it with a friend. Click the link, go ahead and share it with a friend, text it to somebody, share it on Instagram, tag me at the Grace Fuels Wife, any of those things, or maybe even write a review. All those things are really the best way that you can thank me and it helps the show to get found by other amazing women just like you. I love you and I'll see you on Tuesday for another episode of The Grace Fueled Wife.